Welcome to Camlamity. This week we have a special guest on the show, Desiree. Hello everyone, I'm Desiree Coles, Cam's lovely friend, <laughs> guest for the day. Okay, so like, let's just jump into it. So we, we've been having like a lot of talks. Um, about like spirituality and you know loving yourself and overall just like self-esteem and we're both recent graduates from Howard University wow are they still recent now I don't know can we say it's still recent (laughs) Uh, what qualifies as recent um I don't know I guess I guess guess kind of like when you think about like life and how long it is it's it's right. almost been three years though. Okay, and I would I would like to feel recent, just based on you know where life is at. I want to feel like I'm still not too far away from college right now. You know, I don't think yeah. we are because we're not even 25 yet. So, I mean, this is our this is the year we turn 25 though. Oh yeah, I guess after that we can't really say we're because recent. honestly. Once other people's birthdays start happening, like, I just already feel like I'm that age, too. Do you feel that way? Yeah, I'm like, dang. And especially, like, five, my birthday month, June. Like, once June starts, like, I'm 25. You're 25. I mean, it's your 25th year, so you're basically 25 at this point. Yeah, like, I basically just will be like, I'm 25. Yeah. It's easier to say. So, being that we're damn near 25 it's it's been a very interesting transition into adulthood to say the least like i just saw someone talking about how on survey she can no longer press like 18 to 24 now she has to press 24 to 35 25 to 34 i'm like damn i totally forgot about that like yeah it's we about to be in a new age bracket. Exactly. Like I, I mean, but, I know we're still gonna be but young, but like one positive is that if we get rental cars, it's not that extra charge anymore. Exactly. But because that the last time that I rented a car, I was so heartbroken because they were yeah, told me the price. I was like, oh, okay, bet. They were like, oh, can we see your ID? Then exactly. I swear it added like a hundred dollars. Exactly. I swear. They really begin you with those extra fees. Sometimes I lie, like if I book it online, I'll put that I'm over twenty five. And sometimes I get away with it once I like get the car in person. But most of the times mm-hmm. I don't. So Yeah. That's smart. But anyway. It doesn't always work out. So like as far as like your self esteem. Because that's what we're here to talk about. Today. We're here to talk about self-esteem, and it's yeah. something that every person struggles with, whether you see it or not. Mm-hmm. Somebody can look like they're living their best life on social media, but self-esteem is something that we all kind of struggle with, especially as we transition into adults, real adults. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, like, how do you think that your your self-esteem over the past year has evolved or been tested in some type of way? Wow. In so many ways. Um, 
I would like to think of myself as a pretty, like, confident um, person, which I am. But I will say in the past year, um, to give a little background about me, y'all, I um, live in Los Angeles, and I am in the fashion industry. Um, And in this past year, I've had a lot of exposure to, like, some great experiences around some really great, you know, huge people and all that. Up until this point, I won't say I've never, like, had um, serious financial issues because um, my family doesn't necessarily come from money, but, you know, I, I've lived a great childhood, good life, you know, all that. But I will say, you know, actually being on my own um, was a huge challenge, and I think definitely in my broker days, I lacked <laughs> self-esteem and that also I think says a lot too about where our values are because why should I feel like because I ain't got no money like that I'm not still that beyond you know (laughs) I should still feel I should still feel just as confident with you know twenty dollars as I do with two thousand so that was another thing having to overcome of just being like no like just because I don't have this or that and again I think that also has just been being in LA too with you know I see so much um, you know, when I'm working in Beverly Hills, like I see, you know, cars I had never seen before. I'm around, I'm around, you know, so much, you know, designer clothing and, you know, I'm just around things that I can't afford basically. And I think that also has been a reminder of just like, okay, like, yeah, you can't afford that, but you know, you're still in this room. You're still, you know, a valuable asset to, you know, whatever I'm doing at the moment and just as a person like you hear yeah um also being in a relationship um definitely had an effect on my self-esteem as well because I think again being such a confident person being in a relationship um put me in a place of caring about what someone else thought a lot more than I was used to um and not so much on him making me feel that way I mean in some ways I'm sure there you know he had some some uh some part in it but I but I just will say you know I um viewed myself differently while in a relationship for sure um so yeah I think those couple things were probably the biggest things that affected my self-esteem was just like my finances um career stuff and being in a relationship really tested my self-esteem in ways that I was not used to before because I have always been pretty confident. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, even, you know, within just maybe like a couple months ago, I just remember one day was like, wow, I'm really pretty. Like, how did I forget that I'm pretty? Like, mm-hmm. I actually was just not feeling myself for quite some time and I didn't even realize it. Like, I just wasn't there. So I'm getting back to a place of just really looking at my, and you know, walking past the mirror and being like, oh, okay, I see you, girl, you know. <laughs> no, you got to. You definitely um, got to. And again, um, just, and I think it also has to do with, like, spiritually as well, getting to a, a better place. Um, you know, I you just move different. You walk different. You talk different again. And, you know, you bossing up kind of well not even kind of like I am you know I am now feeling like no I'm walking in my purpose I am 
where I'm supposed to be. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm with and around the people that I'm supposed to be around. And, like, this is what God has laid out for me. So, I'm here. Definitely. Okay. Okay. Bro. <laughs> yes. I think yes. that Bro. I think a lot of people's self-esteem has to do with their external world. Um, and that's why people's self-esteem gets tested in a lot of ways that have nothing to do with who they are as a person. Um, Everything that I just said. Yeah, it has nothing to do with who you, who you are. Like, yeah. Especially since we we're Americans and people place so much value on like the material Money. things that a person <laughs> has. Like they equate someone's worth with what they have financially and what they have, um, like what, how much money because they money have. is honestly what gets you so many things here in America. Like that's why. Like that's why you can be a shitty person and then turn around and be like, okay, but the rest of y'all broke. Exactly. And then, like nobody can nobody can say anything. <laughs> exactly, like... and that's <laughs> our darn American values. But yeah, that's one of the things I like about traveling because people don't place as much value on like okay what job do you hold how much money do you have like mm-hmm. what clothes you're wearing they actually value who you are as a person and so yep. I think that being in America being Americans it's so easy to base our self esteem and our worth on like what how much clout we have first of all like if we don't have clout, Ooh, like, we damn near might as well hard. be the dirt. Um, if we don't have a lot of money, like, if we don't, if we're not working in corporate America doing the whole rat race thing, like, but when you, when you strip all those things away, who are you at your core? So, like, a lot of people that have all these things are the ones with the worst self-esteem. Because money is never enough to complete you, to make you be the person that you can actually look in the mirror and admire. Um, yeah. So for me, like, my self-esteem Old has... Kanye quote. <laughs> I didn't even Kanye do that on quote. purpose. We don't, we don't like him, though. But old Kanye quote, the people highest up got the lowest self-esteem. That I... For me, my self-esteem has been tested in a different kind of way. Because it hasn't necessarily been about the money or the material things. Because for those who don't know, I live out of the country. I live in Thailand. Um, So it's more so like, who am I? Am I somebody that I can look up to, you know, that my younger self can look up to? Um, Am I taking strides in the right place? And for me, it's like sometimes not feeling like I can amount to the person that I want myself to be. But I think that we have these unrealistic expectations of ourselves to be perfect all the time. Well, I'm speaking for myself. Um, I recently realized that I'm a perfectionist. And when people think of perfectionist, they think of somebody who's like all together, everything's like type A, like organized. But I'm not a perfectionist in that way. I'm a perfectionist in the way that like, I'm always critiquing and wanting to do better and like never being satisfied. And that can be a good thing sometimes, but it also can be a bad thing when you're not okay with you doing your best. Like you have to be it's okay. It's only good as far as 
um, not being content and like forever improving. But it's when you are so focused on the perfection part of it versus actually, you know, just completing something. Done is better than perfect. Exactly. And I realized that like I'm a teacher. I teach kindergarten, right? And sometimes I want things to be perfect, but I'm like, I'm teaching a whole bunch of three and four year olds. How how the fuck is anything going to be perfect ever? It's not. And like, and I make myself so anxious to the the point of like, you know, physical pain because I want to be, I want things to play out the way that I want them to. And that's where my perfectionism comes in. Like if things don't play out the way that I want them to, it's really hard for me to be okay with it. Um, So like that takes a toll on my self-esteem because I'm super, super, super hard on myself. And this past year, I've realized that. So I'm taking the strides to be more gentle and kind as I would with my students, as I would with my friends, as I would with, you know, my unborn children. Like I'm trying to be more gentle with myself because as a black woman, I need that compassion from somebody. So I have to give it to myself and... Des, yes. Des has been such a great friend because she reminds me, like, you know, that that's something I need to do for me, like, because I can't expect it from nobody else. So for me, my self-esteem has been, like, tested and, like, feeling like, okay, I am doing good enough. Like, I am doing enough. I don't have to have all the answers. Like, I don't have to stress about life so much. I can just live it. Like, it's not... For these yeah. Like, for me right now, finance, finances aren't really a big thing. And I'm not saying that in an arrogant way. It's just I'm in a country where you make enough money to pay all your bills and you have extra money. That's just the way the country's set up. Whereas in America, it's a rat race and you never have enough. So it's not really like... <laughs> it's not financial. It's not about clout. It's really just me being okay with me and what I'm producing in life. Okay. Switching gears here a little bit. How would you describe your self-esteem as a child and like how your upbringing has affected your self-esteem as you were a child and like still now? I think like I love my parents, but they didn't really, they didn't really teach me how to be confident because I think that they were so used to being too humble. There's something as being too humble. Like you have to have pride in what you do. You have to, you know, be confident in what you do. And I, I never was taught that. So I grew up very timid, very shy, second guessing myself. Um, and it's, it's what I still do. But I'm working through it a lot better. And um, I, I always quit. Like, I, people could get the best of me and I would quit something. Like, I quit singing. I quit playing instruments. I quit basketball because I let... I didn't know you sang. Girl, I used to sing in middle school. Um, I quit all these things because I wasn't confident. And I let other people tell me, like, what I should and shouldn't have been doing. So I think that had to do with my upbringing. Like I didn't come from a household of people who were very confident 
like even to this day like my mom she bakes she's been baking for over 20 years and she'll make something and she'll downplay what she made and be like oh well it's not that great or I cooked it too long or da, da, da. and I still I do stuff like that too and I'm like oh my god I see my mom and me so much like why can't we just be okay with what we do? Why do we have to downplay yeah, it or like not give ourselves like no? Give yourself the credit you deserve. Product and say this is amazing. This cake's so good. This is the best cake I've ever had in my life, and yours too. Exactly. I mean, you don't even have to. You don't have to necessarily boast about it, but like you can give somebody the opportunity to to judge your work without you judging your work and being afraid of their reaction. I think it's like a a tactic so that you won't be let no, down we definitely especially with social media too we definitely do things with what people are gonna like how people are gonna react to it in mind mm-hmm. before we even started it <laughs> you exactly. know and before you bought the fabric you already worried about <laughs> what somebody else about to think dog we yeah. are our own worst critics we are Absolutely. Like, but I think if we could take a moment and step outside of ourselves and see who we really are, we would, we would be madly in love with ourselves. And I say that because like, we would see the strength that we have. We would know the, the painful things that we've endured. We would see our resilience. We would see how compassionate and how loving we are. Like, if we could actually step outside of ourselves and see us for who we truly are, we would love ourselves. Um, Absolutely. So, like, what about your upbringing? Like, how did that impact your self-esteem? Because you said that you were very confident. Yeah, I actually feel like I'm the opposite of you. And I think one, of course, it probably is upbringing, but I think two, I think it's just been my personality. Like my mom says that I've been the same since I was an infant. Like I always knew what I wanted. I always knew what I didn't want. You know, like I would just let you know. And that's like, this is this and this is that. And this is what I want. So yes or no. Um, so I think it's kind of just always been in me as far as because because of that kind of certainty I guess just like knowing what my standard is mm-hmm. um have I always you know met my own standard or let others meet my standard no um but I will say growing up I was always very self-aware um and sometimes probably a little bit too much just because I was a little bit more mature than other kids a lot of times. Mm-hmm. I know that kind of sounds weird. I don't know to like say that, but even as a kid, I knew that like, I don't know. I, I'm, not, I'm not a good follower, you know? So I think it didn't seem necessarily like I was confident or had high self-esteem because to others, it probably seemed like I was standoffish or shy. And I think as a kid, I was a little bit more shy than I Um, was like as a teenager and as an adult but yeah I think it was just I think I really was confident as a kid and like knew like "Mm -mm, I'm not playing in no mud like you're tripping you know (laughs) Um, so yeah I think for me it's just always been in me and I think it has to also just to do with my parents um 
and my family in general just like instilled a lot in me as a kid like I literally can still hear my parents voices or my grandmother saying certain things to me um so I think just having that foundation growing up um for sure like just the walk with God as well just always gave me some sense of confidence so luckily um I mean and that's not to say that I haven't don't have was not insecure about certain things or um you know timid in certain situations because it did take me um more into my teenage years like late teenage years to like I don't know go off on people I guess I should say (laughs) (laughs) um like you know let things be known because I was I was someone that could just like brush things off very easily um again which I guess that has to do with having high self-esteem because like I wasn't too worried about the drama um but yeah I don't know yeah that's what I say I think I was kind of set up in a good way just being loved on and being told you know don't be going for that or you know this is what's what's what it is (laughs) I mean even as even as far as learning about self-defense I as a kid like you know you don't start fights but you finish them if somebody hits you you hit them back which (laughs) you know so you not you don't be no punk I remember both my parents like telling me that you know just stick up for yourself so that was you know instilling some level of confidence in me my dad I remember my mom as a kid would like order for me like at restaurants and stuff but my dad always made me do it he would always be like no you need to tell them what you want you need to order and I hated it but now I understand he was making sure I knew how to speak up for myself Dead to ass. anybody whether whether you were an adult a child you know a stranger like I knew how to speak up and say what needs to be said so yeah mm-hmm. I think luckily I grew up with decent self-esteem but for sure have had insecurities my whole life for sure especially because of you know not necessarily always feeling like I fit in or feeling like you know um like I said the maturity thing just like a lot of things that would happen say within my cheer team in high school that that people would be you know engaging in or like I don't know, talking about, and I would kind of be outside of it, and I remember someone saying, like, oh, you're so boring, it's just like, no, I just don't care what y'all are talking about, so, (laughs) it's like a certain, I guess that is having a certain self-esteem, because I just, well, I didn't care, it's like, whatever, (laughs) I don't need to engage in it. And that's important, because, like, you, as a high schooler, you could have probably taken it personal that they said that, but because you knew that you were on a different wavelength, you didn't take it personal to you. You were like, okay, well, whatever. I don't really care what y'all talking about. Y'all don't care what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, and I think and that's in, really, in, in I think that's really important thing too. But it's great when you're able to look back on it and like actually put a name to it. You know, like mm-hmm. how I was able to say the stuff that they were so worried about was trivial to me. It was not, you know, I just didn't care at the time. If I was kind of like, I mean. I just don't care. <laughs> mm-hmm. But now I see it's because, like you said, a different wavelength. Like, I would have never said, like, I'm just on a different wave than y'all, you know? <laughs> but it's something that you, like, your 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 spirit kind of already knew, like, and that's why you weren't yeah, really, no, that's sure. why you weren't really tripping on what they were saying or whatever. You were just like, okay, it is what it is. Um, that's why we are always ourselves. When people say, what would you say to your younger self? You know, you can't, you are your younger self still. 
Exactly. You have an inner child in you. Yeah. um, She's still there. Definitely. I I admire that about you, um, being able to not take things personally, because that's something that I still struggle with to this day. And I have to, like, remind myself to stop taking things so personally or maybe be more compassionate and see where the other person is coming from. Cause I do take things personally a lot. Um, Cause some things do feel very personal. Um, so I'm just thinking about who me in high school, somebody would have said that to me or like, or if I would have been in that situation, how I would have maybe internalized it or I don't know. It would have impacted me in a different way than it impacted you. Um, right. And even still to this day, I'm like trying to think like if if somebody if somebody was like not interested in what I was trying to say, if I how I would how I would take it, I probably still would take it personally. So I think that it's good that you were raised in a manner where you don't you don't really care too much about what everybody else talking about. Like you did say that your self esteem was tested in ways that had to do with like financial things or maybe career-wise but anything other than that as an adult yes but that's as an adult like but that's that's very like you know common and and understandable but i'm saying like as far as people if somebody if you were in the same situation today you probably would have had a similar reaction as well and not cared is what i'm saying um and i and i have this quote it's like your parents loved you exactly how they were supposed to for you to be the person that you are today. Um, and like for you, the lessons that you learned from like the way that you were raised, it helped you throughout your life. And now you're being tested in a different way. And, and it's a different yeah. opportunity for you to continuously grow within because your self-esteem. Because of, um, when you're going to different levels, you know, going to different chapter or whatever you want to call it, your new mountain that you have to climb. You know, I think that's just what my last one was. And I'm pretty sure I'm still <laughs> on this this thing now. I mean, I'm definitely uh, overcome a lot of it. But, you know, like I said, I, I feel like I'm still on the, this whole journey. It's never ending. But, um, it's, yeah, like you it said, it's just being because my whole life I felt like I had a certain level of confidence. I had a certain level of faith. It was like once it was time to really be out here on my own, like, for real, for real, like, oh, you want to take this leap of faith? Oh, we gonna see what your faith is looking like. We're gonna we're gonna actually test where you really lie in this, you know, where you really are steadfast in. Um, you're gonna be tested in ways that you never have before, but that's because I'm about to go to places that I've never been before. I'm about to see things I've never seen before. So this is what has to get me ready because now there's what happened to me last year can't happen to me again. Mm-hmm. We're not doing that because I already passed that. I already, you know, got those tokens <laughs> on that level. And there's <laughs> less, like, and it's a lesson, like, you know, it's a lesson yeah. for a reason so that you can, you can pass the test and move on to the next level. How about self-esteem when it comes to your appearance or physically? 
Um, that's taken me a long time. Like, and I think that I'm finally at a place where I love my body. And I'm not the smallest I've ever been, but I'm also not the biggest that I've ever been. It's just like my body is my body. Like, and I need to take good care of it. So, like, when I look in the mirror, like, I spend a lot of time, this might sound a little cocky, but I do spend a lot of time in the mirror naked. Um, That's good. Giving myself compliments and stuff. So, like, my body is really not an issue for me anymore. But growing up, it was it was an issue because I had thick thighs. Like, I've always had thick thighs. People would call me thunder thighs. And I never really got made fun of because of my stomach. It was always my thighs or my feet. Um, but I did get called fat a lot actually growing up. So I think, I think that's one of the reasons why I struggled with self-esteem because I wasn't really taught to love my body. So when you have people injecting their own thoughts onto you because of their own insecurities, then it kind of becomes a thought that you adapt yourself. And, um... Yeah, I kind of just, I kind of just didn't really like my body for a long time, but now I'm like, fuck it, I'm trying to show skin as much as possible. Like, I don't know if that's yeah. a, if that's like me equating to it, like loving my body, but I don't yeah. mind showing skin. Like anytime uh, I can put my, a baby suit. That's been on my like, I'm gonna show more skin this year. I've been saying that for like four years now, but I also just you know I ain't been able to buy hella new clothes, so exactly. There's that too. <laughs> There's that, but like if I, I love, I love being in a bathing suit, love having the cheeks out, um, but it really does take a long time because with self-esteem, it's like your self-esteem is tarnished because of the external world. So it's up to you internally to work through those things and build yourself back up. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's kind of different for me because I'm a skinny girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say though, um, in elementary school, like in regards to appearance, um, I remember in second grade I got glasses, and this girl who was my friend, and again, me being a little bit mature for like a what seven year old at the time, I knew that the girl was shallow. Like you know, you can't like I said, you can't really put a put a word to things as a child but I knew the girl was shallow like she liked me because she thought I was cute and that's crazy that she was already like that but I remember the day that I came back to school with glasses she kind of just looked at me like oh and then it was you know she wasn't sitting by me like she stopped kind of being my friend Mm -hmm. and um I can remember too as well that same year the year before there's the Circle City Classic Parade at home I'm from Indianapolis y'all um, and the, a lady who was in the parade on a float, she looked right at me and she said, oh, she's so cute. <laughs> and so the year that I got glasses, the next year when my family went to the parade, I quote unquote forgot my glasses at home because I thought that like no one would think I was cute if I had my glasses mm. on, like just in case somebody in the parade was going to look at me again. I didn't want to like have my glasses on because again, I let little girl, little shallow little girl make me think like, Oh, I'm not as cute with my glasses, which I mean, from the pictures, 
But you're not quite brown skin though. You like in between yeah, white and brown. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm not, I'm not quite brown skin either. Like I don't know. I'm, whatever, it's fine. I have beautiful caramel skin. But anyways, um, I remember my mom telling me that you know that that affected my mom's self esteem because she felt like me as her daughter that I was looking at her and not like seeing myself or like feeling beautiful. Mm. You know, like thinking thinking of my mom as beautiful as well. Um. 
So, in our in a funny story, one time, um, it was the summer, and again, I was going outside, but I didn't want to get dark. My dumb ass, I put uh, cocoa butter all over my body. So, you know, <laughs> do you know that I went outside and fried? Like, yeah. Like, egg, cutty, fried. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's like, but that was, that's what I get, you know, that's what I get for thinking that for whatever reason that cocoa butter was going to keep me from getting tan. Like, <laughs> oh, I cook, I fried outside. Any type of like yeah. butter oil. Yeah. It's going to make you. I just, I it's gonna make you fry up like a crispy pancake. <laughs> I thought, oh, like this. <laughs> I, that's exactly what happened. Like I went outside and I was frying. But no, I think uh, I just was in a mindset of like, oh, this like protects your skin, so it's probably gonna. Because I also realized too that whenever I wear sunscreen, I got more tan too. So I was like, what, what do I do? But yeah, that's a whole other conversation. Um, but yeah, those were things that definitely it took me a long time to overcome. Like, definitely being um, small and skin tone. And also my hair, too. Um, Ooh, hair. Once Ooh, I girl. had a... I had a perm my whole life. I had a perm from... My, my mom put a perm in my hair when I was, like, five. Literally five years old. Um, and... Uh, what was it? Like, senior year of high school. It's basically, long story short, somebody colored my hair and messed it up and I also like had a perm at the time so it, my hair was fucked basically and um the it led to me going natural and it wasn't no I didn't do no big chop or anything like I was trans my hair was transitioning from for a very long time like it took senior year of high school to senior year of college for me to actually have like no chemicals in my hair anymore for it to have completely like been cut and grown and you know grown out or whatever but um, you know, during that time, it's, I still wanted my hair straight, like, I wasn't doing no natural style, but it's like, girl, you going to the, to a house party, it's gonna sweat out. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Um, but I mean, you know, at the, at those ages, like, high school, and even the beginning of college, like, you don't, you don't care, you're just like, whatever, like, I'm gonna do it in the morning, but at this party, it's just a sweat box, it's whatever. But, um, yeah, so... That, I would say, in more recent years, like, from college and beyond, my hair has been, like, a super, super, super big insecurity for me. Like, that's, and probably still physically, that is my biggest insecurity. Um, Because in these times, too, I have um, dealt with hair loss, like, in, in waves. Like, I have a period, like, where my hair is, like, flourishing, it's growing, and then a breakage, and... You know, at one point I had a um, undercut, and then some of the part of the undercut is like, is it ever gonna grow back? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that has been a huge insecurity for me is my hair. Like, it still is to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still learning, growing. You know, natural hair is a journey. Um, it really is a journey. Like, it's it's truly a journey. I mean, girl, you got these locks flourishing though now. Um, but even you, you, your hair journey, your hair journey has inspired me too, because I can remember, because obviously, of course, once you get to that HBCU, that's when, like, that meme of, like, Solange and Bring It On, mm-hmm. and then, and then her with her afro, like, that's literally the HBCU experience, because that was when I did decide, like, I'm gonna try a little natural style, I'm gonna try to 
you know, see what my fro Because you're not around like. white people. Um, you're not around European standards exactly. of beauty. You might as well, like, that's the time to embrace yeah. all of your roots. Yeah. Um, yeah. I completely understand. Like, I cut my hair before I went to the Howard. I cut my hair, and then I got box braids the next day because I was so scared. But then once I took those box braids out, I started, like, embracing having shorter hair. No, you were really inspiration because I can remember, like, I remember, um, you know, being on school B team and, like, you coming in with these braids. I'm like, okay, braids. And then, like, you wear your fro, like, in fro cam, fro cam. Like, that was almost an era, for real, the fro. But, like, it was just so beautiful and nappy and just free and beautiful like you were just out here and it was it was just all like pro cam again i miss pro cam but nobody wants me to go back to pro cam it should no you no we need we love these locks girl we need these to be yeah girl keep the locks I mean, not to say pro cam was not beautiful. Like I said, like the pro was beautiful. That was an era. Like we need to hashtag pro cam. I know pro cam. Um, but no, like that was inspiring to me because it's like she does this. Like she can do this. And even the times, the couple times you straighten your hair, you were just like, yeah, this ain't gonna work. And <laughs> it really did because um, we would go to a house party. The shit would be sweated out. And I was yeah, like, you'd be like, this ain't gonna work because because your hair wasn't heat trained because you were really living that natural life. Yeah. Um, but, or somebody just wasn't really, really, really blowing it out. But they also probably didn't want to damage it either. There's um, that too. Which you're lucky. Because you're lucky Paige straightened my hair the first time. I feel like I've only worn my hair straight maybe three times since high school. I wore it straight for homecoming in 2013. That was, sorry, 12. That was our sophomore year. Um, no, that was in 2013. Oh, sorry, you're right. It was 2013. Yeah, I wore my hair straight for homecoming. And then I wore my hair straight once freshman year. And maybe one other time. But it was just nothing that I did consistently. But, yeah, like, in high school, I would go back and forth between straight and um, fro. So my hair was, it had a looser texture. And, um, yeah, people would talk shit. Like, I remember these girls wrote a note about me on Facebook when notes were popping. And they were talking about how my hair was nappy. Mm-hmm. So like, I talked shit about a girl in high school who wore her hair natural, and now I feel like in like I mean I didn't do it publicly, but you know I remember like being like, Ugh, why, should, why don't she do herself with that hair? But again, that's that's the stuff that I grew up hearing. Exactly. And even my grandma, <laughs> my grandma who like lives in um, who lived, she was in Silver Spring, but I remember like one of those first times where I wore my hair natural, and she was like. She, like, asked some weird question about my hair. Like, I don't know. I don't remember what it was, but I was like, yeah, basically you're trying to tell me, get your, do something with that. <laughs> and it's a different experience for me, honestly, because people wear their hair natural in my family. Like, my mom wears her hair natural. My sister wears her hair natural. It's just it's just what we do. So I grew up with natural hair. I, I, I did perms in middle school, but... Um, so people would just make fun of me, so I would change my hair. Um, but my mom's hair texture is more like she has thinner hair, her curls are bigger, so like quote unquote mixed girls. And my sister's curl texture is looser yeah. than mine too. So I was like, damn, like my hair is not as beautiful as y'all's. Like I have the thick hair from my father, yeah. and 
this shit is hard to manage. Like, my mom didn't even want to do my hair. Like, that nigga hair. <laughs> yeah, the nigga hair. I'm proud of it now, though. And even, like I said, in high school, once I was, like, going through that time, like, I, I think I deleted it. It was an old tweet that I had, but I said something like, yep, team nigga hair. Because, you know, when everybody would be, like, team dark skin, team light skin, team iPhone, team Android. Remember when people were doing that on Twitter? I know, stupid ass. They would have, they would have like, 20 hashtags in their bio whatever but yeah i remember like i had a tweet where i was just like saying something about my hair and i was like haha team nigga hair but i wasn't saying it in a negative way but i think i still deleted the tweet just in case you know when i you know pop up and they be trying to say i self-hate and all that girl i had <laughs> but, to go through and delete it but no like tweets i always too. owned it like and that's, i always owned it because that's what like my mom and them that's what i said we got that that warrior hair warrior hair my nigga because for me and my family like ain't nobody real everybody was like perms wigs like you know Mm -hmm. nobody that's all you knew nobody really grew yeah or like ball headed like ball head scallywag that's like really the only like things in my family except for of course my cousins and them who like are mixed or you know whatever which, yeah, but the rest of us, we got that, <laughs> that, Kunta Kente. Kunta Kente. What style are you trying to wear today, Kunta Kente? My mom, um, my mom, she got a weave, and it was like, it was a, you know, like a natural texture. And she was like, oh, do you like it? And I was like, yeah. She was like, yeah. She was like, your grandma doesn't like it. She said it looks like I need to comb it. <laughs> and I was like, and she said, she, she told her, like, that's the point. It's supposed to look like, you know, my natural hair and my grandma. She's like, oh, no, I don't like it. Well, well, but I mean, well. Yeah, that's a whole other conversation because that's just their generation. But, but no, I mean, yeah, the whole hair thing is definitely um, a self-esteem, uh, either booster or uh downer in our community for sure because mm. i definitely think you know girls who have long pretty hair are like you know they they, they stock rises a little bit more even exactly <laughs> i mean but like i think everything in regards to self-esteem is based off of what we were taught yeah, in our adolescence and so it, it just becomes really hard the older that you get to kind of like challenge your thoughts you have to start like challenging your thoughts like is this really true and so since that's something that you've mm-hmm. learned over the course of y- your life like i'm talking about years and years of learning i'm learning unlearning learning. is the hardest fucking thing in the world because you're like no this is what i know like but you have to right. get to a point where you're like no and, is this true is this really true when you have to engage with your family and friends who have who are not unlearning, you know mm. that that makes it hard too. Because even like I'm not, I'm nowhere near vegan, vegetarian. You know, I I have given up pork and beef. That's it, and I still will eat a little bacon bits if it's in my cheddar potato soup. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. I will still eat little bacon bits. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, even just. Me cutting out, you know, beef and pork and trying to be a flexitarian, which, you know, flexitarian is where basically the meat is the side. So you, your whole plate should be everything else and then a little bit of meat. That's pretty much what my diet is. Like, I don't eat, you know, some people, their diet is mostly meat. Mm-hmm. I, I, Nasty you know. ass. You get, <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm trying, I'm 
I've been weaning myself towards pescatarian, vegetarian. I, I'm still not there yet, but whatever. Um, but it's okay but anyway, that you're not there I know, yet. I know, like, interacting with family members or even just, like, some peers who, you know, don't want to change their eating habits. Like, they look at you, they be like, oh, you're not going to eat this, are you? Like, you know, just, like, making little comments. And it's just like, I'm just trying to live a better life. Thing. I'm, just, I'm just not trying to, you know, be pricking my fingers. I'm, I'm not trying to be having to take blood pressure medication every day like most of the people in my family do, like, have to take blood pressure medication in order for it to be in check. Like, no, I'm at least, if anything, I have decreased a lot of salt intake mm-hmm. <laughs> by eliminating, you know, a lot of meat from my diet. And the next thing I need to do is sugar because I feel like sugar is just as bad if not worse than salt. So really, I feel in a lot of ways, a lot of ways I'm still kind of contradicting myself because sweets are my weakness for sure like I'm looking at some Kit Kat in front of me right now you know Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's just hard with the unlearning process again because you're worried about like external factors aka other people um Mm -hmm. and the way that they're going to react to your changes because a word yeah and it's not and food is obviously an easy example because you know people's attitudes as soon as somebody say they're like vegan or whatever um but that's just with so many other things in life I mean say I know that I've shamed people uh for not wanting to you know take a take a shot or take a a little puff here and there (laughs) well not necessarily shot because I'm actually the person who is declining a shot but you know in in social settings you know when someone says that they don't want to do this or that anymore it's like oh why not you know people try to shame you for not wanting to engage in certain stuff anymore or not being a uh you know what people say problematic or toxic person People want to be like, oh, you know, when people were saying, oh, y'all trying to, you know, not listen to Kanye West, think y'all freedom riders. It's just like, yeah, let me be a freedom rider. Let me be me. Why are you so worried about what I don't want to give? Because I don't want to give this nigga any streams or money. Like, yeah, let me not do that. Let me be my freedom. Let me freedom ride. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's important to have a circle of people who will respect your decisions to make changes within your life. And that's who can stay in my life, honestly, because as because a person... that will boost your confidence. Those are the type of people that will boost your self-esteem. Exactly. Like, it's crazy because I was so scared to tell just about everybody I was going to move to Thailand because I was like, I know people are going to try to um, talk me out of it. And mm-hmm. nobody tried to talk me out of it. So that was my own fear. And I was like, my circle, yeah. even though my friends ain't friends with each other, my people are so solid. And I'm like, I have the right friend. I really do. Um, yes. Because in this journey of life, we're continuously evolving. And like, you know, our self-esteem is being tested constantly when we get in these situations where we're like, should I really do this? Am I really worthy of this? And you have to... Part of your self-esteem is surrounding yourself with people, with good people. Um, yeah, even, you know, the situation that I told you about last night, I'm not going to, like, go go into it on here or whatever, but, you know, that was a shot at my self-esteem. Like, I was, I felt extremely self-conscious. I felt extremely, like, 
I felt so embarrassed, and everyone around me was reassuring me, like, you have no reason to be embarrassed, like, you are fine, we are here with you, like, it's all good, you know, it's just us, um, this is a safe space, do you need anything, like, people are, people were around me, you know, giving me that, and also, mo- and also encouraging me to, you know, get back in the game, you know, don't, don't let, you know, missing the shot get you down. I mean, even though that's not what happened at all. <laughs> it had nothing to do with uh, shooting a shot, by the way. But, but, yeah, just, you know, encouraging me. Like, no, like, you good. Like, you you didn't, you know, you this, you that. Exactly. Like, boost, boost, boosting me up. Um, and even though I, in the moment, like, wasn't receptive to it, I did still, you know, was still able to be like, thank you. Like, you're the best. Like, I really appreciate it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, and that's the other thing too is again how you were saying being our own biggest critic, our own worst enemy. It is when you do have people in your corner who are you know encouraging you and boosting you and you know telling you that you that nigga like you have to. If you don't already think it's yourself, that's when we deflect compliments and be like, oh, you know, if say like with my hair, with being my insecurity, if someone's like, oh, your hair, I like your hair color, and I'm like, oh, like this isn't even the color that I wanted it to be, and, and my mm, looking is, you know, guilty. see, I was immediately deflecting, or, you know, I remember um, my best friend Bria, she sent me uh, like a picture of us from like months back, like last year at some point, and I was like, oh my gosh, my hair loss phases are tragic, and she was like, girl, you're beautiful, it's just like, no one, that's the crazy thing, is like, no one I mean, I'm sure somebody is, but I feel like no one is looking at it and being like, oh, Desi, your hair was a little thin in this picture, you know? They're looking at it and saying, like, no, you're you're beautiful. It's fine. We are our own worst critics. So, yeah, it's like I need to look at myself that way and not be dependent on other people. But, again, I think with that insecurity, it it is just, like, what me looking, looking in the mirror and not liking what I see. Like, I do not. I don't. Still, I still look in the, look at my hair and I don't like what I see. But I know. think the important part is, is to change our because it's 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 hardest to change your inner dialogue. But if we can change our outer dialogue first and not necessarily voice every negative thing that we think about ourselves, like just mm-hmm. don't voice any negative things that you think about yourself out loud. Like catch yourself in those moments yes, yes. and. Yes physically think of it as something that's um you know right in front of you i'm gonna grab it's actually there's a verse in the bible about that about taking your thoughts captive like literally i'm gonna grab this thought and i'm gonna put it away and it's it's gone yeah definitely yeah you have this and i was doing really good at it but i've kind of been slipping a little bit lately and what's helped me is to have like some type of like routine where Mm -hmm. like I wake up I'm journaling I'm listening to like positive content because the way that you start your day will determine how like the rest of your day goes like it doesn't have to but it it definitely does trying so hard to get become a morning person again and it's such a struggle I've never been a morning person I'm trying to get back into having a like morning and night routine but, well, the issue with me for becoming a morning person again is that I become a night person. So, like, I'm up late. Like, I, you know, I'm wanting, like, I like when the sun goes down now. Like, it's weird. 
I'm becoming like a vampire or something. But um, but I was gonna say um, a a good thing for self esteem, I think, is like, like how you were saying, like the routine is self care because again, if I don't like what I if I don't if I look at my hair and I don't like it, it's like okay, well, are you taking your vitamins? Are you eating a handful of nuts every day? Are you drinking smoothies? Are you you know doing the deep conditioning that you need to be doing? Are you you know? Are you making sure the shit is uh, correctly pink and curled at night? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so I think that takes a part in it too. And and you know, uh, you know, me. I mean, I'm like I said, I'm good with my body, but it's like you know, if, if I want a little more cushion back there, are you going to the gym and hitting the squats? Are you you know increasing your weights? You know, mm-hmm. are you how many reps? How many reps are you doing? You know, you can't look at you if you don't like it what are you doing to improve it type shit? And, and even, I mean, you can do the, the physical stuff, but you also have exactly. to do the mental work in order to exactly. accept where you are. Not just physical, not just physical, but mentally as well. Like, why Why do I feel so defeated every day? Why am I so tired? And it's just like, well, what am I doing to give myself energy? What am I doing to give myself, you know, a boost in the morning of what's going to make me feel better going into my day? What am I doing that's going to make me not have these, negative thoughts about myself or be you know worried about what other people are thinking about me you know exactly. so yeah it's you got to do the work yourself for sure it's Put hard though work. that's the hardest part is that you have to do it yourself like um someone that a friend from home she was um talking on her snapchat about how you know she's just so bored with life you know she was saying i'm tired of eating the same stuff i'm tired of you know like just doing the same stuff over and over again like I need some new scenery or I'm about to go crazy like I need you know something new or I'm gonna lose it and I was like just wrote her and I said you know it's it's up to you to make those changes exactly. <laughs> you know no one else you know you're you're an adult like no one else is take is driving your ass to McDonald's to get a Big Mac every day like nobody else is you know, keeping you in the same spot that you're in other than yourself at this point, you know, especially again, because we grown now, like, so again, and that's not to say you can just snap your fingers and have money to move across the country or something, but you know, you get what I'm saying. It's like, okay, this is where I'm at. I don't like my situation. What can, what are things that I can do to better my current situation and get me to a place where I can actually change the scenery, you know? And as far as what she was, you know, as far as, like, even eating the same thing, like, yeah, so try a new restaurant. Instead of going to McDonald's, you know, try something else. And, or cook, you know? Get a get a cookbook. Instead and of all the, money that's, all the money you spend on food, buy a cookbook. And I'm speaking for myself, too, because <laughs> I need to switch it up. But, yeah, like, it's up to us to make those changes, whether it's our you know, environment, whether I'm tired of being around these same people with the same mindset, they don't do nothing. You're, you're so focused on everybody else. Okay. So where, where am I going to go next week? What am I going to do? You know, I think part, I think, I think overall the theme of the self-esteem and, and wanting more out of life where it goes wrong is putting so much emphasis on our external world and not realizing like we, have it within ourselves. We have the power. We have the power yes, within us. Definitely. So it's 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 a like to wrap it up, like it's it's a struggle to deal with self esteem, especially since you're with yourself 
every single day. It's not like you get a break. And I think it's a lifelong journey. It's definitely lifelong. So you're going to have your days. You're going to have your days in which... Huh? I don't think there's any. I don't think there's anyone in the world who, you know, their self-esteem journey is ever over. You know, you there's some insecurity somewhere in there. The yeah. most arrogant person still has, you know, some sort of. But we can't also knock it, you know, when someone is exuding that confidence that you wish that you had. Use it as something to inspire you. Exactly. So that's something that I love about. Um, if I was, I know, um, one of my favorite podcasts, they do a woman's, a WCW, but my, if, as far as self-esteem, my WCW would be Amber Rose because she gives no fucks <laughs> and she loves herself. Wow. Yeah, she does. <laughs> she has, she exudes confidence and she, yeah, yeah. I have to, I'm going to send you a clip that I have of her just listening to her talk about herself. It was, like, so inspiring. <laughs> but, yeah. And it takes um, a while, especially when you're, like, in your early 20s and mid-20s. Like, this is, the, this is, like, the trial period anyways. Like, you're, you're figuring out what you like in life. You're figuring out your career. You're trying to manage finances. You're, you're just testing the waters, and it's a lot of trial and error. These niggas. These niggas. That's something within <laughs> itself. But I think as we grow older, we kind of just gain that, like, fuck it attitude. Like, you know, I'm me. Yeah, I'm going to accept me. And, like, this is what it is. Like, you get, I think you get to a point where you're just tired of beating yourself up and you just learn yeah. to embrace who the fuck you are. I think that's something that older women say a lot, too, about once you, you know, get older and, you know, further along your path in womanhood is that you just no longer care about those things that you were worried about when you were, you know, our age or earlier. I mean, even now, things that we were worried about when we were, you know, even just a few years younger or back in high school or whatever, you know, we've overcome that now. So, like I said, 30 just is, I feel like that's beautiful. Like, that's a great time. A lot of older women have told me that, including my mom. It's just like, 30s are definitely... A, a time like you know college they say the best years of your life but you know once you're you know have established yourself and like you know really really a woman out here yeah um, you just really you know don't don't worry about don't get too hung up in the things that you used to be so wrapped up in if you're evolving so yeah, yeah just Stay strong. Stay strong. Love yourself. Love yourself sounds so cliche, though. It's cliche, but, like, those cliche things that people say are the truth. Yes, be kind to yourself. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Exude exude all of the things that you want to be. You you are that, really. Because, Because if it's a vision in your mind, if it's something that you want, that means that you can have it. Or you can be it. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. It is. 